Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Before we start today's podcast, a quick heads up on Sherlock's VIP club. From restaurants, bars and hotels to beauty, wellness and shopping, Sherlock's partners with some of London's best destinations and hottest brands to bring its VIPs exclusive monthly offers. So why not sign up? It'll cost you just £5 a month or £50 for the year. Use your card once or twice and you'll have made that amount back in no time. For more information, visit sherlocksvip.com. Welcome to the Sherlock's Highlights podcast with me, Georgie Horridge-Cole. This week, I'm joined by Astrid Carter, Olivia Wayne and Georgina Blasky. Welcome, ladies. Hi. Hi. Now, I just thought we had to start off this morning, given it's the royal wedding on Saturday, talking about Meghan and her dad. <gasps> what is going on? What's going to happen? It's going to come. Sad, isn't it? Disappointing, the whole weird situation. And a bit weird that they've released a press release saying they're having a difficult time and is he going to come, isn't he? And I'm like, oh. It's really sad because even if that happened like to a normal bride, it would be devastating in what's like essentially meant to be one of the happiest weeks of your life. I know. Yeah. But so also sad. what's going on there? Why is the dad doing that weird paparazzi setup thing? Like, don't we learn from things gone by? Didn't she have an issue with like her sister? Her or... sister keeps coming on the news defending the dad and saying it was my idea yeah. and she's estranged from Megan anyway so I don't know if she's just trying to take the bullet for all of it but she also cashed in when they first got together yeah. she was like on GMTV you know, on everything it's everything. just all a bit and she still is it's disappointing it and is. I feel for Megan yeah. yeah and apparently she was like you know Harry just needs to get on his private jet and come sort it out oh, <laughs> so, <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> of course he's going to do that do you think Megan's just like Quick, let's just get this job done now. Like, I want out What's of that. What's the Queen yeah, thinking? I can't help thinking what the Queen is thinking. The Queen has dealt with um, Uncle Gary. Remember <laughs> Uncle Gary's Who was Uncle Gary? Oh, Uncle Gary. Yeah. uncle who had the whole... Um, Uncle Gary. Yeah, all the sort of Ibiza... I don't want to say drug-taking, but I thought there was I something. Think, I was think it there? was... Some, there was a bit of few narcotics. Few narcotics, a bit of violence, some... Uh, pool parties that went wrong something like that there was a scandal and that was around the wedding so. but comparatively Kate's pretty good now no? yeah so Megan you know she might do you know what Megan will fall into but line but who is going to walk her down the aisle I'm really worried who is going to walk her down the aisle well I thought ages ago when they weren't sure if the dad was coming that the mum was going to walk her down the aisle I just can't see and I know Astrid you've said that you would have your mum mm. well I'd probably have my brother because my mum would probably be like I'm not doing that she doesn't really send <laughs> yeah. she's so sweet your mum <laughs> But I'm just not sure, and I'm all for, like, you know, feminism yeah. and, you know, me too. But actually, I do think a man should walk a woman down the aisle. However... I'm a bit of a traditionalist. But it's not really about that, is it? If there is no prominent male fatherly figure in her life that she... You can't just pick her around. Yeah. And no, she must have a godfather that. kicking around. There must be someone coming to the wedding that could walk her down the aisle. Or maybe she'll just go it alone. No. No. Really? Maybe it not happen. No, that's, that's even sadder. Oh, yeah. Yeah. On your own. I don't know. It's almost like... Owning it. I've got anyone. It no, anyone. Will anyone take me out? William, could he walk us down the aisle? I did think. I did Philip's not going because he's too sick. Oh. oh. So not Philip. Poor Megan. Megan, if she's you're listening. No she's not listening. If, if you are. We can rent a dad here. Yeah, I, I feel sorry. Rich could do it. Yay. Yeah, that'd be nice. <laughs> anyway, let's shift the subject. Let's start with a bit of TV. What's anyone been watching? So... I'm pretty late to the party, as per usual, but you know Love Island's on Netflix. Are you watching? Uh, I'm just watching <laughs> that's that's series that's one. Right. I mean, watching the current series is one it's thing. So good. My nanny's doing the same, I hasten to add. So. <laughs> well, I've never watched it, ever, ever, no, ever. neither. So it is kind of like watching it for the first time. It's brilliant. Are you enjoying it? Yeah, I love it. So, so you how, know the ending? I mean, it's... <laughs> you know who? I don't know the endings. I don't think it's, like, common chat anymore, is it? I've, anyway. ne- I've never seen these people in my life. Like, I have no what idea you, who they are. Okay, so series one, I'm with you. I didn't watch... So there have only been two series, right? 
maybe three. Okay, I don't know. so I've only watched the one we've just had. Me too, and I watched live. it religiously and I every episode. Absolutely loved it. <laughs> and we've talked about it a lot. We're gonna be talking about Love Island a lot in the weeks. And I've got a couple of friends who said recently, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to watch it this year, it's all anyone talks about. Is it started? It starts in June. Okay. And but they're like out there, aren't they? We've seen like oh, on Instagram oh. they're like drip fed like, you know, airline stuff like hints like it's coming they're on the way and all the teasers I mean it is the worst TV ever I I kind of hate myself for watching it but but, you're quite enjoying it but I'm quite enjoying it do you know what though it's like wonderful switch off television it's like Kardashians but you know with gym tone buff kind of Oh, I loved it. I'm just worried that there's not going to be anyone quite as good as Chris and Lou. I know. This time around. And Kem. Kem was so wonderful. Yes, Cheeky chappy. Yeah, oh, no, yeah. not for you. Anyway, I'm sure I'm sure that I'll be as hooked as I was last year. Georgina, what have you been watching? Uh, so I'm just catching up on The Split, Billions, finally finished Homeland, which I thought was brilliant. The have last you watched episode. the most recent series? Yeah, because yeah, it dipped for me around series yeah, three. I and I sort of... Oh, I don't know, I couldn't really be bothered. But I did stick with it because I just love Claire Danes in it. I think so she's so brilliant. And um, yeah, the last episode was amazing. amazing. And the last sort of two minutes were just breathtaking. Her acting was so good that I urge you to well, give I've it heard, another go. Yeah, I've heard it was brilliant. this series is up. really, really good. And again. it's amazing because it's about the Russians. And we've obviously just had the Russian poisoning here. And then is the last it? one was relevant. I can't remember what it was about, but it was completely relevant to what was going on then. And that's what's so amazing yeah. that they're writing it. Feels so current. Six it's months in advance. And then the news happens. So maybe they're in on it. Don't the... you think they are? It's so weird how like these things are. And movies happen about, you know, I don't know, Twin Towers, and then these things actually happen in real life. It's freaky how Hollywood predicts lots of kind of current affairs, I think. What are you watching, Olivia? I mean, I'm not the person to ask, unfortunately, about television at the moment, because all we seem to watch is something special and Peppa Pig. I don't even know something <laughs> right. special, which oh, Justin yeah. is Justin. a ledge. Yeah. I don't. I've managed to dodge what? something special. No, it's actually so wonderful. <laughs> it's very educational, and also it's all working with kind of kids with disabilities and making it very normal for you know other kids to see, and signs in Macron throughout so it's teaching them like to communicate early and it's just wonderful he's very and I think he's got an MBE he's yeah, super he's got some impressive is he, is he Justin from Justin's house I mean I, I can't imagine as many Justins Mr. Tumble yeah, yeah Mr. Tumble yeah. there you go it's Mr. Tumble oh, I'm right. sorry yeah you know okay so something special than <laughs> Peppa Pig aside <laughs> I'm more into movies at the moment right have you seen The Greatest Showman yes no have you? Yes. Took my kids and even my nine-year-old son who I thought musicals, don't know how this one will go. He absolutely loved it. And now they're doing sing-alongs. You can get to sing along and you can have the words up on the screen and you can That all... is my idea of hell. Yeah. Oh my God. That's my... I a sing-along movie is my idea of hell. But sound like, like a nine-year-old. I'd rather shoot myself. But what about <laughs> when your daughter like it? She might. She, she does. Might. She does everything. Anyway, Teresa's showing and everyone's suddenly talking about it. And my now it's just out music. Guy. <laughs> okay, that's why. Clearly, I need to get on board with Greatest Showman. It's so it's so Hugh Jackman, good. isn't it? And it's circus related. It's yeah, like the yeah. birth of the circus, isn't it? Like yeah, the famous circus, ever, yeah. circus guy who obviously I can't remember under pressure. It starts off with two kids singing, and I was a bit eye roll, like, oh god, here we go. But actually. The songs just really get to your core. I mean, sobbing. Yeah. And also, you're just singing there on loop in your head, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, they really are. Oh, They're fabulous. really catchy. And it's got enough corniness, but it's not It's not over the top. It's also, definitely... he's so fantastic, Hugh, yeah. isn't he? He's yeah. just such... He's cool. I, just, I really would recommend it if you want to feel good, sobby, but lovely movie. On the subject of films, can we just talk briefly about Deadpool? Where have I been for the last however long? Because... I, until that David Beckham, <laughs> Ryan yeah. Reynolds skit appeared on Instagram, I had never heard of Deadpool. Then I heard that it did like a billion dollars at the box office. I was like, what is this film and where have I been? How have I missed it? Anyway, I was watching Graham Norton in the gym <laughs> this morning and they were raving about it. Is, is it good? I've not watched it. I'm not sure you're the I'm not, I'm not sure I'm the target yeah. audience. really good. Is it? For fun, it's fun. It's like a funny superhero. It takes the piss out of itself. So it's literally gag after gag about superhero stuff. So like, here comes the massive fight scene. It's good, but also Ryan Reynolds is hilarious. He's so funny. I, I love him. Him. I And love also him. it took yeah, so He was good. He yeah, was he so was. funny. Can we talk about, I don't know her name, but Princess Margaret. Oh. She didn't come across well. She was, oh, she was so annoying. But also but so touchy-feely. Really nice so, and also creating fake stories. I mean, really. I know, but also she told a really shit story. 
And then she went back to and try. told another. We just locked up. We were like, no, no, it wasn't funny the first time round. I wouldn't try and elaborate. I'd move on. Yeah, the drinking Hang line. On, who like, are you talking about? I missed this. So Vanessa, Vanessa Kirby, Kirby. Oh, yes. who played Princess Margaret. Who oh my is god, obviously a phenomenal actress. She's incredible in The Crown. So yeah, good. But and she's doing a lot at the moment. Isn't she's she? got she's a big theatre show out, hasn't exactly. she? Exactly. Yeah. And also just. Oh, stop talking, stop talking. Yeah, and I just felt on the couch, like Ryan Reynolds, like A-list superstar, you know? And it was just like, they, I felt they were like, mm, this is so cringe. This is yeah, so it, cringe. it wasn't ideal. And David Beckham came David out and was all like, like... David Beckham came out and she went, David! So this little squeal came out after. She must have been like, fuck, I didn't play that cool. Awful, anyway, awful. she's an amazing actress. She was incredible at Princess Margaret. So yeah. And great. she just won at the BAFTAs, didn't she? Oh, did she win? I did, yeah. yeah. She won, yeah. yeah. Best Supporting Actress. Well, I have just watched The Founder on oh, yours yeah. and Hugo Taylor's recommendation, uh, which is the story of the guy who actually didn't found McDonald's. He basically elbowed out these two quite sweet, quite unsophisticated, but hugely intelligent brothers yeah. who started this fast food. But good fast, good quality fast food. And he turned it into just rubbish, didn't he? He did. But it's a really good film. It's Michael Keaton. It's brilliant. So I oh, watched I that. It. And I also, so my husband was away this weekend, so hence I've watched all this TV. So I had the founder on Friday night and then I sat down on Saturday and I was like, right, I need to find something new on Netflix. So I was scrolling through and the power kept popping up. I was like, what is this? And then I saw it had 50 Cent in it. I quite like 50 Cent. Maddie in the office thinks that's hilarious that I quite like 50 Cent. <laughs> you wouldn't necessarily pair the two of these together. <laughs> so I put on my Instagram, power, anyone rate this. I don't think I've ever had more DMs than I had off the back of that. I was like, how have I missed Deadpool and Power? And we're on like series four and apparently it's the best thing ever. Oh, so it's a series, I, it's, it's not a, a film. Series. I awesome. watched it at the beginning, just to confirm the drug guy, right? Yeah, and he's basically and this hot guy drug boss. He has a lot of sex with his wife still. And it's he, a bit like, is, really? He's quite hot though, who is he? I don't know. but his name. Yeah. And he opens a nightclub to try and kind of legitimise his business and... It's basically drugs, gangs, quite glamorous, quite good sex. music. Sex in back of sex. And I'm really loving it. It's good. I'll give that one a go. Yeah, Is 50 Cent in it or does he produce it? Oh, right. I just watched I the third episode. No, right. <laughs> the other thing I love, final episode, last week, one born every minute. Oh no, I can't watch Do you that. Not like that. I've never watched it. I stay away from things like no. that. They are fear mongering programs. No, yeah. no, I'm all about positive no. birth. I haven't had a baby yet, so I'm not watching <laughs> have any of that. Have you never watched it? Well, I'm not going to watch it before I have a child. Oh no, God! Oh, no, I had friend, I had a friend. She literally watched. She was obsessed with child. Oh, I just no. thought stay away from that kind of hospital drama on giving birth. It's natural. You can do it rather than like. Ah, yeah. But it's not, it's not all about it. Is it not? Natural. I don't know. Isn't it? Oh, I love One Born Every Minute. Really? You say you love a labour story. Yeah. You should watch One Born Every Minute. I know, I just feel like it's all like... It's not all natural. Me. I don't mean natural as in giving birth naturally. I meant, Pretty my perception, it's fearful. Rather than like, no, no, come on, you got this. Like, the body can do it because it's meant to do it. Rather than like, oh, I'm terrified, I'm in bed, my mum's here, my boyfriend's here. <laughs> <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, that was more my view. Like, that's not an inspiring well, positive... I don't need to watch one and then tell Okay, you. I will report that. <laughs> so what do you mean they've, they've stopped it, though? It's because no, you said it was no, the last no, 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 it was the new series. Oh, right, I see. It was, there was a new series. It was the last one last week. I love it. It makes me cry. Let's talk about Ibiza. I got my husband's 40th in about five weeks. Mm. Mm. I'm boring everyone to tears with that, but I'm quite excited. 28 of us going to Ibiza. Fun. Wow. Wow. I'm not organised, as I realise now. So what are you doing? What are you organising? We are doing... Is it surprise? We're all staying in the same hotel. No, it's a surprise. Okay. Also, no, he's paying. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not. He went on it. And, and, and by the bill. Yeah. bill. <laughs> no, he, we are doing 28 of us in staying at SVV, brilliant hotel, oh, very yeah. affordable. And we're doing a big beach club lunch on the first day. Oh, we're doing Pasha that evening. Oh, nice. nice. And so, what day is What night? Saturday night Pasha? So, Friday we do beach oh, right. club lunch. El Chiringuito, which yeah, is kind of lovely. a bit of a, really of a nice. favourite. Then we go to Pasha Sushi. Good tip if you go to Ibiza. Yeah. Go to the go to the sushi restaurant. Minimum spend 120 euros, and then you get in the back door. You don't have to queue. It's quite a good tip. And then on the Saturday, we give everyone, we're giving everyone the day to chill out for themselves. Yeah. Yeah. And then Saturday, 
night we're doing cocktails at our hotel and then we're going to Amante which is a really stunning restaurant in the hills. Yes, I remember that. And then on the Sunday we are going to Destino which is really cool. Oh, yeah. I go to a place and yeah I can't wait. Oh it sounds brilliant. So I'm literally I'm kind of in the run up now and I got into a bit of a gym rut recently and I was just doing cardio and I wasn't doing any weights and I'm now like this week I was like right come on <laughs> get fine. your ass off that cross trainer and do some weights don't you think often with a holiday like that or an event like that actually the build up is almost as good as the event itself because you're so excited you're planning you're plotting so actually it's not just about the weekend it's about the five weeks before is all fun too yes definitely all fun I, I mean we're gonna have quite a lot of fun obviously I, 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 but I, do you know what I mean it's gonna live up to the hype but, I, yeah but it's also myself the best part is that you've got like months of fun to come yes. for the event yes. that's and wonderful everyone, everyone is I saw a few people that are coming at the weekend and yeah everyone's getting quite excited so, so. and kid free obviously obviously yeah yes, definitely <laughs> my husband and I are going the night before just to check everything oh that's and so then nice we're going to Nobu just us and actually one other couple yeah that's the way to do it I think for so sure. I mean 40 never looks so good I know <laughs> how do you feel I mean about... I'm not near there yet what, how old are you 33 okay you've got a way to go yeah you're what how old are you now I'm 42 tomorrow <gasps> oh happy oh, Thanks. Um, are you loving but, your 40s? I feel well, so relaxed yeah. about heading towards yeah. the big 4 Well, But we did a joint 40th, so my husband's birthday is two weeks after mine, so we did a joint 40th in Saint-Tropez and we took out loads of friends and it's an area we know really well. So we booked all the restaurants, we had all the clubs organised and it's just what you were saying about the build-up was really fun. So we kind of printed itineraries and I was like, right, we're going to do personalised beach bags for everyone and I got so carried away and I absolutely loved the planning. And then when we got there... I was kind of like, I don't really care what happens because everyone's here. What can go wrong? Bolo Rose will be fine. And it was actually, you just get loads of time with people, loads of conversations, and then your friends that don't know each other get to know each other. And yes. I love all that crossover. And you invest in, I think it's like a wedding that's abroad. A hundred percent. You invest, don't you, in conversations with new people because you're like, well, I'm going to be with these people for a few days. And yeah. Yeah. It's one, you're when bonded, it's one event, yeah. you're just like, yeah. there's no so point, true. I'm never seeing them again. Yeah. Also, exactly. often it's not even like the party night that's your best bit your best bit could be like the next day when you're just lying on beach chairs or like reminiscing and you're actually like that was actually the best part of the whole thing you know yeah, yeah. it's like so exciting it's the next day it's the banter yeah, the yeah. where you're crying and you're crying over what happened last night and also just like dipping in the pool yeah. and having another it's just so lovely oh well I'll have to pick your brains for some tips well one tip is definitely set up a whatsapp group so we had things like be downstairs the taxi's going to be here in five minutes things like that but also everyone put all their photos and videos on this group oh, yeah, so the whole yeah, time and it was brilliant rather than yeah. sort of posting things on Instagram or because you don't want to offend people who haven't been invited but you still get to share all your photos so that is going to be fun. all over the gram yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean watch out I might be here I am here I am hours that week from like 4 to like 8 I mean I can talk but <laughs> Astrid you're going to try to beat in a couple of weeks I'm so excited I'm going to the new opening of the Seven Pines Hotel which looks absolutely amazing I am wow. so envious I know so Talk to me we, about Astrid and opening. I both got invited to this new opening and I was like I can't I mean, it's two weeks for me. Yeah. I, like, I can't justify going. I was like, Astrid, you have to go. I have to go so I can live vicariously, you can live vicariously through me. I know. It looks amazing, doesn't it? It looks quite stunning. Quite a lot of hype about this Yeah, and it's in, I don't think it's in San Antonio, but it's like that side, which is obviously not the side that everyone wants to go to. Traditionally. Yeah, but it's kind of like changing the landscape there. Like, really super nice, super chic. Super it looks really cool. I can't yeah. wait. A bit of love the Petersham Nurseries. I've actually never been to their restaurant in... It's near Richmond. Yes. Yeah, yeah between kind of been, Richmond and Ham. Which I've heard is just completely lovely, although perhaps not quite what it was when Sky oh, was yes. there. She was the chef. She left, she's at Spring at Somerset House, which I've also never been oh, that's to. that's fab. Desperate to go to. The interiors look amazing. But anyway, Petersham Nurseries is it's an Instagrammer's sort That's of That's what I was going to say. Has it turned a bit Insta-famous? Is that why? I don't know. I think it looks really lovely, but they've just opened a massive, massive site in the heart of Covent Garden. It's got this sort of amazing... Well, there's a deli, there's a florist, there's a wine shop, there's a homeware store. But there's also this floral court with two restaurants on it. One is kind of... A relaxed all-day eatery and the other is called the Petersham and it's a really sort of elegant restaurant with an a la carte menu anyway I went there huh. last week 
and it was just completely lovely. It was a really nice Friday, sunny Friday evening, and I've never been to Peachtree Nurseries, the original, but you walk in to just all these sort of wild flowers, and it's very rustic and very pretty, and and, and the food? Had a really lovely evening. Food was really nice, quite sort of floral. So, yeah. so edible flowers. Yeah, lots, of, lots yeah. of edible flowers and pretty cocktails, which is kind of right up my street. Yeah, heritage tomatoes. And yeah, and I had sort of courgette flowers <laughs> with, you know, prosciutto, and which I love. I mean, I love that kind of food. But it's the perfect location, isn't it? Covent Garden with the history of the flower market, mm. and it can be in a best place. Yeah, it's a massive site. It's accessible for people who can't get out to wherever you said it was, ham or whatever. Yeah. To, like, come into London, you're in London, but you want to taste that and sample that kind also of Also, the one, the original one in Richmond is only open in the day. They do, like, some oh. very special events. Oh, do they? Right. I went to a press dinner there in the evening and it was so stunning. You just walk in and it was, like, twinkling lights. Oh. It looked like yes. a fairy tale. It Can you get married there? I think they, I bet you they're very selective with oh, wow. the with nighttime bookings. But, okay. yeah, it's so stunning. Well, I would definitely say if you want a nice party, really nice to have somewhere lovely to go in Covent Garden. Actually, Covent Garden, like Henrietta Street, they've really with the Henrietta and the Frenchies, Frenchies. I feel like there's a bit of a yeah. there's been a bit of a wave of great places in Covent Garden. They used to be so also, legit, didn't they? yeah. It's really upped its game in terms of isn't it quite kind of New Yorky Soho? So it is the streets bit. now, like. Really cool kind of. There's some really cool like really beauty boutiques yes. and yeah, it's become a shopping destination again when it was just like all bar one and stuff. Yeah, and tourists. And yeah, then, you know, people. Do yeah, it's great. Now. Street, street yeah. acts. Exactly. Yeah. Hey, there's always a place for a bit of that. <laughs> yeah, I know. I say I do always walk through here and think I would do always walk through there and think this is like a sort of terrace dream isn't mm-hmm. it? yeah it's awful but you have to live your life don't you yeah let's talk about careers you don't need a degree for because this 29 percent of graduates earning less than those who skipped university and went straight into work we're now realizing that degrees perhaps aren't as important as we'd once thought but what are the careers you can go into without spending three years at university and racking up a load of debt? Plenty. I definitely, if I had my time again, would think about not going to university. Well, now you have to pay for it as well. Now it's bloody so expensive. It's it was expensive. just, tuition fees were just coming in when I went. I think they were like a grand term. Mm. But now they're even more than that. I think it's very hard. It's, it's okay if you know what you want to do. I mean, if, if you want to be an estate agent, I think you can literally just get in and be taught on the job and all that type of thing. Funny enough, I, I actually, when I was at university, not really enjoying it because I wanted to work, I actually went and got a job at Foxton. See, you know, like you can and do I, it. And I told my parents and my then boyfriend, now husband, that I was not going back to Edinburgh and I was going to Foxton's. I think, I think it was my stepmom <laughs> that managed to talk me around that really quite stupid move. But if you want to be a lawyer, you obviously have to go through the system. But if you don't know what you want to do and actually want to just earn money or you want to figure out what you want to do, it's probably better yeah. trying to get into a job and seeing how it goes. Astrid, have you had your time again? I don't know, because, I mean, it's so expensive now. I just don't know if it's worth it. And, you know, there are so many more opportunities. You can do work experience. You can work your way up in different ways. But at the same time, I studied journalism and broadcast. And I know having that placement on my CV got me internships, got me where I am. Like, yeah. So I don't know. I'm half and half. I think you've got to just be prepared to really graft to yeah. get your foot in the door, aren't you? Because, as you say, you know, ultimately... I like to say that we would have probably hadn't been to university. They'd have to have done such amazing work experience for us to go, okay, that's okay. Mm. You know, we'll we'll interview them because I would say when in the interview process they wouldn't even get to that point. Quite often they wouldn't even get to interview stage. Unless they've done amazing, amazing work experience. And then actually you I don't know, I feel like you need an amazing letter from somebody or someone in the industry to say, Claire didn't go to university, but she's done this and she's an amazing candidate, don't overlook her C V. Like you almost need something that's gonna jump out. Won't it also make you graph that bit harder? And also channel your passions and energies productively, like Mm. rather than spend three years basically going out every night being hungover and like doing your essays. So my husband went to university and left after three months because he was like the course I'm doing, it was music, technology, I don't know. He was like, I know all this. I'm in a studio all the time anyway. I'd rather just be making my music. Yeah. And obviously his mum was like, what? <laughs> you know, <laughs> but he's a music producer. He does not need a degree to be a music producer. 
But now he's kind of like, well, if I would have done it properly and got, you know, but 18, are you going to do it properly if you're not invested, you know? I think if you don't know what you want to do, it buys you time and it's It's fun. You can afford it (laughs) and it's fun. And actually there's a sort of a growing up process at university that is important because if you're just out there working, but you're still living at home and your mum's doing your washing and your cooking and you're not out there fending for yourself. So... I definitely think that's such a good point. Yeah, at university, there's something about having to kind of learn where the supermarket is and what happens when the fuse box blows and all (laughs) these little things about running a house with your friends. I think that is... I don't know where you were But it's an expensive way to get that life experience. Yeah, oh, completely. You could potentially just rent a flat in London and Did you not just call the landlord? I mean, I don't recall being like, right, guys, the fuse is gone. (laughs) I'd be like, mum, what do I do? You know, and then she'd be like, right, I'll call the landlord for it. Like, I feel like it was as pathetic. It just took a few more steps to get done, you know? But I do think there is an... You do get people who are quite unsophisticated, but definitely my husband... He would say that for him it was such an important, like, mm. rite of passage. and But, you know, a lot of people, like, meet their lifelong friends at uni and yeah. form wonder... And also they, they get to live in a part of the country they would never have gone to and, you know... Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm, not, I'm not saying it's completely for your career. Time, but I just think we need to reassess this whole, you're going to go for the sake of it regardless. Yeah. There yeah. are other ways to skin a cat. And actually... As you said, it is so expensive. Did you go to university? I did. I went to Birmingham, but really I went to UCLA for a year. But you know what? My degree, even though it hasn't helped me in my career, my first boss's son did the same degree. So that was a talking point in my interview that made him think, oh, my son isn't doing some random degree because, you know, so maybe that really helped with my first job. I don't know. So. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I don't know. It all works out in the end, doesn't it? This is a bit of a silly list. But it's nice to know that there are careers you can go into where it's not essential. I think you've just got to be prepared to work, haven't you? Yeah. Start the hours in. Work your way up. Yeah. Despite the popularity of shows like Embarrassing Bodies, many of us are still terrified at the thought of talking to our GPs about awkward health concerns. So we asked an expert what to do about health questions. You're too embarrassed to ask. I'm not going to put you on the spot as to whether... You suffer from body odour or vaginal discharge or uneven breasts, even. <laughs> All but of the above. <laughs> joke is a joke. How do, you, how do you feel? I had to go into the doctor and say the V word, vagina. Thing, <laughs> Ooh, how do you feel? To a male doctor. Now, I kind of say it here quite freely, but he was a man. And But, but they are doctors. I know the they are. The body is not like... Do you go into the doctor? Will you, would you say anything to your doctor? I think, I mean... If you've got a proper medical problem, you kind of have to. I mean, it's not going to be you fun. Say, like, but... yeah. Even after you've had children, you can't say vagina. I do say vagina, but, you know, it's not a great word. <laughs> no. no. Is it? Do you know what my sister-in-law's call it? To their kids, to their girls, vulva. That's a different thing. I know. Well, and I'm like, stop the vagina. I know. I'm like, why do you keep referring it to it as a vulva? I don't know if I know which bit is the vulva. But, like, it, that I know it's the vulva. Vulva. I know it's it's on the vulva. It's more, you know? Or, like, your fanny. Everyone you know? has a fanny's not a great word. No, fanny's not, no. Fanny's not a great word. We call it, Coco calls it her front bottom. Oh, yeah. I can't bear that. But I'm like, no. I know, but at some point, what do you call it? What do you Well, we had a talk at school, and they said, you've just got to use those words the words as soon as possible so that night at bath time I said to them right come on wash your penis get your vagina wet um, now where do you think your urethra is and they looked at me like 
you're so weird <laughs> now two years on you know puberty's coming and and it's easy to and talk so you're about to call it her vagina yeah but you know it's um it's fine yeah but and, uh, and it's easier. but it just takes away the, the, that's, yeah. and that's just the problem with the world isn't it but boys can talk about no but you can say if you're like wash your penis you don't feel like no no it's different that's why you have to use the word more to to take away desensitize it but it's by no means using about like vagina is Horrible to say. It's a horrible word. As a side point, I was listening to a podcast this morning with Amy Schumer, and she was talking about how we just like, if you ask for a tampon, you're like, hi, do you have a tampon? <laughs> and she's like, why do I have to whisper and be embarrassed that every month I was born with a womb and the uterus lining sheds? Why do we like, oh. She's like, fine, I'm not at the dinner table, but why I mean, do we, we have We talked about this, and it was how it's people so, like slip it up yeah. and sleep. Yeah. <laughs> like, why are we so shy and embarrassed? That is a whole kind of, you know, men. It is, it, it is. And I think, I think as true. the generations go on, but... My mother, I never, sorry if you're listening, mommy, but, you know, there was never a word for it at home. No. I didn't know what to call it. So did you ever get yourself in any pickles as a teenager and you just felt too I embarrassed? I didn't ever really call it anything. I try and have those very open conversations with my children, but ultimately, if I go to the GP, you know, you do feel a bit... Oh, my down there. What do you feel <laughs> my down there? there. <laughs> your front bit. <laughs> the worst is, like, back bit, like your anus, your, you know, that's... Also, I'd be honest, I don't really know, like, you said, you're, I don't actually know your urethra. It's your way your wee comes. It's the tube, isn't it? It's the tube. Yeah, yeah. Can can you, is that your visible? Bladder down I said that with authority. <laughs> but, but is that, like, a visible thing, like, wash your urethra, no. flush it out? <laughs> so why were you referring <laughs> to it in a chat? chatty way? I think we were talking Oh, because we were looking at the penis going, well, this is the hole where the wee comes out. So therefore... Urethra. There's a a whole load of holes holes. up there. So what's going on to call? I need to brush up. Also, your daughter and son are just like looking at each other's bits. Well, they're only little. This was two years ago. So So your daughter is... 12. And have you had the birds and the bees chat with her? Well, it's all happening at school, so we don't need to really talk about it so much. Um, That's but brilliant, then, isn't it? Yeah, I did know. I got a couple of books about a year and a half ago, which were brilliant. The American Called. Girl series. So there are these dolls, American Girls, which are just plastic dolls. But they also have these books, and they're really, really good. They talk about friendships, emotions, and body changes. And it's just done in a really gentle, kind of friendly, chilled, but also quite biologically specific way. They have different ones for different ages, so that an eight-year-old wouldn't necessarily read the same as the 13-year-old. So you can get different books. They're all on Amazon, and they're really good. I remember reading a book called Where Did I Come From? And it was a cartoon, and the character was a sperm. And there was a video, and I went to the library, and I got the book from the library, and then I went to the video shop for the weekend, and there was the video. And I was like, I remember saying to my mum, cringe, can I get this video? And she must have thought, phew, yeah, that's me, that's me off the hook. Yeah. And I watched this video, and I just remember it all becoming clear. Do you remember what your chat was? We just did it at school. Did you? I don't think my mum ever sat me down and... I remember the cucumber and the condom. Yeah, we did that. But that was a bit older. That was more like year nine. That was set protection. And that was so embarrassing when the teacher did that. You know, like the sports teacher did that for us. Like, why? Why has she been charged with teaching us about... It was always the sports teacher. Because they were like PE and cool, I guess. Like, oh, cringe. I just remember watching Look Who's Talking and at the opening credits. You remember the film with John Travolta and um, Kirstie, what's her name? And they had the sperm, they showed it then. That was the journey, the sperm going to the eggs. That also made it really nice, didn't it? As in, like, because the baby's chatting and the sperm and the egg are chatting inside. That was a great film. film. Slightly gone off on a tangent. Um, (laughs) Spontaneity might be the key for keeping long-term relationships alive, but it can also leave room for miscommunication, misunderstanding and anxiety about the unknown. This all came from an article written by Mandy Len Catron in the New York Times. And she said that she had set up with her partner a four-page, single-spaced document reviewing everything from their sex life to how long guests are allowed to stay at their house. Is that a good thing? What do you think? No. I mean, the world's gone mad about relationship contracts. Like, we're just becoming so dehuman. People don't speak on the phone anymore. Everyone's glued to their phone. It's ridiculous. And now you want to 
write up a contract. The only thing I would say, I mean, devil advocate, because I think that's a little far, people are also bad at communicating. So there could be a lot of issues that people are feeling, not communicating, True. and it's coming out in arguing and being, you know, passive-aggressive to each other. So maybe some things are good. Like, I think the guest-staying thing is quite a good one. If it's, like, your mates and you're, like, having the best time ever and your husband's, like, three days in and kind of done, maybe that is good. <laughs> yeah. But when it comes to sex and things... It seems very sad, doesn't it? You can't be like, oh, do you know what? Like, I'm feeling like we're not having enough at the moment and just have it like that rather than, you know, oh, it's in the contract. Are you very contract. good then at Awful. saying you what you think? I don't mean having sex. That, that oh, would no. be personal. I mean, obviously I'm aware of it in a kind of from the outside way, but then you kind of just go into your own world and head and so you're like, ooh, why am I being so bitchy and I'm like oh it's I'm really pissed off actually about that and then it's like but I do find going for a nice walk having a baby helps for nap time just get walking always gets us talking so on a weekend we always go for a long walk it just, we like that in the car and then it really helps us to just be like by the way last week when that happened I'm like oh well why didn't you just say and then it just you know yeah. so you have to find your ways I think for yeah. like whatever works for you I also think that you mentioned about spontaneity well, you might be in a spontaneous mood, but your husband might not be. Yeah. That's, that doesn't really work. No, that doesn't work for me. People always say, be spontaneous. And I was listening to a podcast the other day and it said, you know, if you're doing the washing up, your husband wants to oh, no. oh, yeah, like <laughs> You need to stop the washing up and you need to just seize that. No, 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 no. no, no, no. I cannot relax if there's washing up. Agreed. No. I'd actually, I'd be putting in the dishwasher if I'm honest. But, you know, <laughs> I could be wiping the surfaces, which I do do quite a lot. But can you see that Michael McIntyre sketch where his wife is loading the dishwasher bent over and he kind of mimes the whole thing of, hey, darling, I'm home, and sort of comes up behind you. She's like, I'm loading that fucking dishwasher. (laughs) I don't want to do it right now. I think the spontaneity thing is so important because also your circumstances change. You You might have children. One of you might be working more or less or so many things can affect libido and so many things can affect when you're both in the house and, and what's going on. And I think it's an idea realistic aim but ultimately to have it there in black and white and sort of feel like it was a noose around your neck and like you were saying what are the consequences I, I just imagine if like last night I just wanted to get ahead on like the tidying up you know like put the washing away all that stuff all day my husband's like I'm home like do you want to watch a movie I'm like I really right this minute like can you give me like half an hour and then I'll come chill but I can't you know you can't always do it in their moment and just like they can't always do it in yeah, your yeah, moment yeah so then it's like all right cool half an hour then we'll regroup I think it's fun is a nice idea, but I'm not sure in reality. But the contract, the other way? Not for a contract. I did. I remember watching Ben Fogel and Marina Fogel on, I think they were on This Morning or something, and they were talking about marriage counselling. And the premise of it was, they said, your car gets serviced every year. Why shouldn't your marriage? Your marriage is the most important thing in your life. And every year we go and see a marriage counsellor just to kind of let it all out because we think it's really important to invest in our relationship well I haven't done it but I actually think it's a really good idea yeah and I am really happily married I actually don't need to go and see a marriage counsellor but I think it would be a really good start. I, I say that because I'm also going to say I think it would be a really good thing for us to do. And but not that I have any problems in my once mind. a week? And you just say, I, I don't know, I think it would be a really healthy thing for everybody because I'm terrible at saying how I feel. And my husband, I, I know, is kind of the same. And as I said, it's all all right. Mm-hmm. But just to go and to have someone to say, how do you feel about that? And how do you feel about that? And is there anything they're doing that really upsets you? Is there any, like, we've all got, nothing is perfect. Agreed. And I mm-hmm. think just to go and say, this is the most important thing I have, I think that's a really, Actually, really yeah, good idea. Actually, yeah, I totally idea. agree. Yeah. 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 And, and I think that's one thing. Like, how Americans always talk about their shrinks and they always go to, like, what's they call therapy. Yeah. Like, they're probably in much better headspace oh, yeah. than most Brits. <laughs> well, it's I self-awareness, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, exactly. It's like the whole mindfulness movement and stuff like that. So good. I remember talking to somebody and she being suggested that she went to therapy and she was so down about it. And I was like, this is a good thing. Like, think of it as a positive thing. You're feeling quite unhappy. Go and be a bit more I like the Americans therapy. and talk about it. Have you? Yeah, I've done, I've done a lot of therapy. Have you? Because I was, I get so in my own head and I was felt bad moaning to Zeb the whole time, my husband, about the same things, you know, because 
it's it's really me working through the same stuff and it's like oh this conversation again okay well and also my friends and I just thought why not for an hour go talk unashamedly about yourself you know because when you're with your friend you're a bit like oh sorry all about me how are you but actually no you're paid to let me do that and also they are not connected they don't know you there's no emotional yeah. investment yeah. they're like oh it sounds a lot like and then they'll just say one word to like piece everything together and you're like oh it is that and then it's just and also if you you know have a tough week or something it's all right I'll save it all for that one hour session <laughs> and it makes you just deal with everything I think it's so good but I really love it I stopped after the baby because I was like oh, I can't bother to take the baby with and all that but I think it's a wonderful thing for everyone to do I do too I, I don't think there's one person who wouldn't get something yeah. out of going and talking to somebody else and uh, I, I think, think that's why I think the once a year thing I'm like how can you possibly condense once a year into one session and like, you undo I want you reveal a lot and not deal with a lot well I think it would open a can of worms that's what actually, I worry you know back in June when you <laughs> exactly. said it's been up for the last exactly. three months exactly and if you don't deal with the big things day to day with your partner and you say it for the once a year like what could happen yeah but then at the same time if you don't ever address things the work you know so yeah well no i think that's i think it's brilliant and yeah it's just about making the time and also finding the money yeah that's the problem yeah it's not cheap is it on the subject of counseling and depression it is actually mental health awareness week and we wrote a piece on maternal mental health because despite an increased awareness of postnatal depression new and expectant because depression when you're pregnancy like anxiety is, is a big problem as well but British mothers still aren't receiving all the support they need do you know a lot of people that suffered with postnatal depression I don't know a lot of people although I hear it like oh yeah I think she did but I don't like personally know but what I think the problem is you're hormonal. Your hormones are out of whack. So you don't know, is that just a bit of the baby blues because I'm leveling out? Or is it like a real postnatal depression problem? And also, I remember being told that like at four o'clock every day, you might feel a bit wibbly and low, like literally your hormones. So because I went into it very aware that I might feel low, maybe I didn't get it as much yeah I also had depression when I was younger so was very anxious oh I'll definitely get it that's why I see a therapist you know right. but really for me because I just need to talk about what's ever stressing me however silly it is because otherwise it goes in you know in my own head but I didn't suffer from postnatal depression and I don't think therefore you should go into it worrying that you will or you won't yeah you just don't know and it is a hormonal imbalance that can then escalate yeah but it's so important to surround yourself with people and say actually I'm feeling really rubbish today can you come and help me with the baby because I think the big fear is that you'll do something outrageous to the baby yeah you know it's a bit Right, and of course, and also, you're just not yourself and, you know, you've got to be like, the baby's crying and I can't cope, yeah. so take the baby, you know, or leave the baby in the cot crying, but get out. And just you've be able to, to say I'm having a crap day. I was yeah. also interested to read that perinatal anxiety has become a really big thing. And I guess some people are just so terrified as to what's that. to come post-baby. As if you haven't had children yet, do you worry about depression you know is it a big thing you think about this is something that's going to happen I do think I'll have anxieties when I'm pregnant because you just want you know to have a healthy pregnancy to have a healthy baby but I've not been through it like you guys so but do you worry on the other side do you think does postnatal depression is it something that to be honest it's not really something that's ever I've ever thought of it's more because I'm at I'm early 30s I'm at the age where lots of my friends having starting to have babies so there's a lot of like pregnancy chat And with that comes, like, when you're on the WhatsApp group, they've all got these, like, anxieties that they're airing. So that's kind of where I am at my stage, but I've never thought about postnatal. How amazing is that, though? You're on the group and people are airing their anxieties to their friends who are then talking them around and through it, you know? I'm lucky I've got, like, my solid girl group from school. That's what I have, too. And And that's what people always said, isn't it? Like, after you have your baby, I remember someone saying to me, have a plan, have something to do every day, just have one Mm. thing... You're going to do two is probably too many. Just always have something in the diary, whether it's a walk with someone or a coffee or going to see your mum or whatever it is. But just have one like outside, you know, connection. Because I think, I think, you know, it's just it can be really lonely. Do you, Georgina, know a lot of people that have suffered with postnatal depression? Well, I think, like Olivia was saying, it's to do with that. It's almost anecdotally. I think in the moment, people either don't know they're suffering from it. They just think they're really tired 
um, and a bit baby blues and things, or they don't want to say. They're terrified of saying. Maybe it's then that fear that someone might take my baby away from me if they think I'm depressed, or because you're not in your right head. But I have a really strong memory with my daughter, my oldest, when I was, she was like three weeks old, so the tiredness was really kicking in. And I just remember walking around Clapham Common with tears streaming down my face, thinking, I just can't do it, it's too overwhelming, I can't do it, I can't do it. And then I kind of got home, my sister popped round, we had a cup of tea, and 20 minutes later I was like, yeah, I think I can do it actually. I think it was just like waves and moments, and then once it all settled, it was fine. So I I don't think I had... I wouldn't call that postnatal depression. I would just call that being really, really, really tired. tired and, and I think there overwhelmed. is a difference as well. Yeah. Like, also, yeah. knowing it's normal to feel these things, you know? And also, all those kind of platitudes that people wheel out are actually true. Like, it's just a phase and yeah. it will change. This too shall pass. All that stuff. When you're in it, you're like, I'll oh, never. And it then you're never. like, oh. Yeah. And now I can't, when I think back now, it's like, it wasn't that bad. But at the time, I was like, I can't. I, I can't you know? do this. And I then they stop crying and have a nice sleep. You're like, oh. And I showered and I'm nailing it again. Yeah. It's and just, then you feel really empowered. Like, I really can do this. But I'm isn't like it superwoman. And you can't do it. I also think there needs to be more positivity and less yeah. like this is so brutal. It's okay that it's hard. Yeah. I do think that's the problem with Instagram yeah. portraying how yeah. easy it is. Well, and they're popping back into my jeans after, you know, I mean, I don't want to sort of bad mouth the Duchess, but coming out of hospital with a blow dry and full makeup three hours after. But she's under a lot of pressure to do that. She is. and That's not her choice, I'd imagine. I imagine it isn't, but it doesn't help the new but surely either enough she still had people pop. could I was glad yeah she still, still had her pop, pop, obviously yeah. but I remember my two hours after Coco and Otto came into hospital to meet Mimi my third and the first thing I mean children just call a spade a spade don't they the second time I've used this expression today and Coco went Nonny why is your tummy still like you've got a baby in it I was like oh thanks that's just what I needed to hear after I've been through labour you know they will they will give it to you won't they but I think enough people know can look at the picture of the duchess and be like hmm okay let's just yeah but all you need is that vulnerable that's true that's very true is thinking I've got to do it all I've got to do the laundry and cook the dinner and feed the baby and get out the house and I can't and yeah my friend sent everything out to the laundrette for about three months. Do you know what? Do whatever <laughs> makes like, it good for you. Yeah. You know? Yeah. If you need to order in your dinners, do whatever works. Cook. I, yeah. Get a cook. That's oh, what I would say. Dream. Yeah. We Thank God for cook. <laughs> Cookie. Oh, that cook. In summary, talk, 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 talk. You just got to talk. Oh, yeah. We've got to be more American. Let's talk about hypnobirthing because more and more women are ditching the drugs and choosing a natural birth instead. Apparently... Kate Middleton is a fan, which I don't believe. Just side note here, I reckon she was induced epidural. How she had a baby at the same time, every day, with the same three doctors. Ready for six Available. Days. Ready for the oh, news. No, come on. Of We're course. never given a due date. Yeah, but I, of I'm course sorry. doctors are available for Kate Middleton. They uh, drop that, you know, you're getting the backup guy if Kate goes in. Uh, I, think, I think she's induced epidural all the way. It's I think all so very too. Well and I totally understand why, can I just say. But also, you know, I don't reckon she goes to term. I don't think they take any chances. I imagine she's having those babies a couple of weeks early. Yeah, she's got a wedding to attend to. Yeah. So. <gasps> oh my gosh, that's, that's my, that's my theory yeah. anyway. Pressure on that. Yeah. But anyway, so I'm not sure hypnobirthing would of course I did mean something that. Did you? Of course I did. Of course you did. Can someone explain to me what exactly it is? Uh, ultimately, it's like hypnotherapy. Yeah. You listen to tapes and go to classes on how to kind tapes. of. Tapes? As in, like, recordings. CDs? Kind of. Yeah, well, MP3s? your iPod or your phone, isn't it? A recording. <laughs> yes, MP3, I don't know. I'm so old school. Yeah, but it's basically getting you in the zone, like, you know, breathing through it. And ultimately, there are, it's, it's, hypnobirthing for me is baby yoga, whatever works for you to breathe, because all you need for birth, really, is to breathe through it. When you go constricted and you're not getting the oxygen in, it all seizes up. So that's all it teaches you. It's like meditation. Yeah, it's, it is. And, and did it work? Well, I didn't have drugs, but I wasn't like, oh, recounting, oh, this is warm, I'm feeling the sunshine. But, but, but people <laughs> rave about it, right? People like, do rave about it. I know it. lots of people who've done it, and, and they've managed. But it taught like, me to breathe through yeah. pain, you know? Yeah. So, yes, I would absolutely... You know what? It's, it's a useful not, tool. It's not contractions, so you call it waves. Yeah, or like... Just uh, the waves. Surges. Like surges, yeah, that's exactly. right. Yeah, so and did you do it at home? Uh, what my birth yeah. no I was induced but I didn't listen to the recording during birth but I just tried to remember oh wow 
Just breathe. It's all the breath. So I knew like if I was making mammal animal sounds, ah, you're at this point in your labor. So, or when you mammal get to the bit when, sounds. oh, my friend was mooing, <laughs> mooing like a mooing. cow, like to the nurse said, you've got to calm down. You're using all your energy on the mooing. You've got it. You know, she was like, <laughs> my, my midwife said to me, you need to stop screaming. You need yes. to stop mooing. So I was like, ah! This is kind of lower. Even the way Georgie did that, her breath went, ah! You know? Yeah. That's like, scared, shrill. Versus, mm, push it down. Yeah. Like a cafetier. <laughs> <laughs> See, that, that's all hypnobirthing is. Whatever that's what works like, for you mentally. Imagery. My stepmother's lovely friend who very sadly died. She was a wonderful lady, and she said to me, "When you're doing your contraction, it's got to keep going. It's got to. It's got to be quite long. So you just think of that cafetiere. That is a great. Always analogy. remembered the cafetiere. <laughs> I love that. But that, and that works. So you you just that sticks in your head. You're never going to get it out. <laughs> And you've got to push through <laughs> the surgeon. Oh, okay, have a respite. Such know. an education, this there you podcast. Go, I know, I know. Georgina, hypnobirthing? I haven't tried it. I ended up with epidurals, but actually that was because of well, various other you. reasons. But these kind of walking ones where you're not fully out, so you feel the surges. It just takes the edge off, actually. Yeah, it's I was nice. the same. It's like a cocktail. Fit, it's a lovely cocktail. Yeah, but I had, yeah, it was good. It was all fine. I just think choice. I think the main thing is just give people loads of choice. Yeah. So whatever works, and as much as whether it's at home or in hospitals, if they can get as much into hospitals as possible, so that people who want the natural way, but they also want the security of being in a hospital and knowing if something does need to happen, that there's a team there who can help, then great. Anyway, happy, healthy baby is all that matters. Yeah. yeah. But I would say from people that I know that have had hypnobirthing, they would rave about it. Mm. Have you heard about natural cesareans? Yes. Do not want to go oh, there. Oh, that's just disgusting. That just sounds. Let's stick with the hypnobirthing. Natural cesarean. Yeah. So someone's told me about this the other day, and I was like, "You? What? Well, that's just not possible." But the idea is that you minimize. They cut you open with no pain relief. No, no, no. There's there's still the pain relief, but they don't have the screen. When the baby comes out, they kind of let it half wriggle out, which apparently is meant oh. to help with releasing hormones, which can then help stimulate breastfeeding better, because that's a real problem for. Cesarean deliveries that the breast milk then doesn't flow, the baby isn't whisked off and kind of cleaned up and it goes straight on you. So it's to to make the mother feel like she has had some kind of birth. I think it's great yeah, if you want actually... if, if it was something you really didn't want and it had to go that way, if there's yeah. a way to kind of reclaim a bit of power over it. I think it's a if well, they can no, do no, it. I'm not sure about the wriggling out bit. No, but yeah, it's all but that's it's, and it helps with the baby's lungs. So if the baby wriggles out that is the process with the birth canal. Yeah, so well, no, my, my godson out. ended up in the NICO unit. And in fact, his mother's, both of her children ended up in the NICO unit because they were both cesarean. And, and something to do when, when you're pushed through the vagina, <laughs> yeah. the juices... The exactly. pressure gets things moving. Lungs. Yes, exactly. And, and but it, it, it makes sense. That's why it happened. Whereas it's like plucked out of, hey, I'm chilling in the womb. Why am I yeah, sucking that pressure? Yeah, that pressure does yeah. produce it. It makes a lot of sense, yeah. you know. We're going to move on from the labour scaremongering stories. <laughs> why is it always that chat that gets everyone so animated? <laughs> anyway, you've got it all to look forward to, Astrid. Thanks. <laughs> don't be terrified it's the best thing ever I think that's it for this week. If you enjoyed that, then do please rate, review, subscribe, and tell your friends. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.